Join me right now on Kumite TV is one of the top lightweight prospects in Australia, Aiden Aguilera. What's going on, Aiden? Not much, man. Just finished off a training session, have a chat to you, then I'll go back and go again. Sounds good, sounds good. Now, uh, speaking of training, I know that you guys have a new adrenaline MMA and uh, fitness facility. Can you talk about that a little bit? You do your research, man. Yeah, um, we just moved, so we've upgraded the facility, way more mat space, got a full weights gym in there, so we've got personal trainers operating out of there, so we have strength programs combined with everything, so uh, awesome. If you want to come check us out, it's 25 Taunton Drive, Cheltenham, so if you're in Melbourne, down Bayside area, come find us, uh, come say hi to me and we'll sort you out. Now, what are your duties at the, at the facility? Uh, generally, I kind of run the beginners MMA program. So my job is to kind of get them ready for like a novice level, like lower level amateur fights, and then I'll hand them off to my head coach and he'll take over from there. So really cool job, really enjoy it. And I just I kind of do like private training sessions out of there as well just to pay my way. A lot of people say that you learn from teaching others. Is that the case for you right now? Yeah, for sure. Going back to fundamentals is huge because you kind of, I think just vocalizing key points of moves reminds you. So just it's good to go back to the basics often i feel like it's helped me a lot yeah because it seems like a lot of guys you know especially i noticed in jiu-jitsu is after you learn the basics it, you kind of forget about it and you want to just learn these new techniques all the time and i guess coaching will help you go back and kind of you know refresh your mind 100 percent. it's like everyone wants to like quick results they want to learn a flying arm before they know how to pass guard properly and all that kind of thing you know so it's just one of those things where it's good to have to pull other people up on it because it means I have to lead by example and make sure my fundamentals are sound as well. Alright, let's go back to Hex Fight Series 17. It was a chaotic week probably for you. You know, you had multiple opponent changes. Uh, you know, during that week, during fight week, you're cutting weight. How mentally draining is it for you to, you know, have all these changes happening? Oh well, yeah, we. I think the opponent I did get was number four in the week. So there was three guys before him and then number four. By the, the third guy, I stopped caring about who it was. It was just, there's no point. I couldn't get a game plan together. It was just go out there and fight. And that's generally what I do anyways. So I'll have a rough idea of what's happening. So I, I tried not to let it stress me out too much. But the big stress I had was whether or not I was going to fight at all. Because it's very, very hard to stay motivated to cut weight. Especially because I'm a big lightweight. I cut a fair bit of weight. To go through that not knowing whether or not you are going to fight at the end of the week. That sucks. But um, luckily... Hex pulled it all together, as they always do, and um, got to put on a performance. You ended up fighting a one-championship veteran, Jian Kai Chi. He's a striker. You went in there, you dumped him on his back, you put him out. Was it easier than you expected? Yes. That, short answer, yes. It's one of those things where I know it was short um, notice for him as well, but I've watched some of his past fights, and he's a decent striker. He had a good record done a bunch of bare knuckle stuff as well so he's tough but um once i got posture on him and started hitting him it's just i think he just i kind of took him out of his element and he broke very quickly so i just i tried to get him out of there as fast as i could and i think it was a bit over a minute yeah it was a bit over a minute um the finishing blow you stood up and then you cocked back really far and then you hit him right and that actually got the ref to stop the fight did you kind of feel that that went a little too long uh, I don't think he was intelligently defending himself. So, yeah, it was one of those things where it was covering out the punch as well, but all the elbows I was throwing were landing hard. Like, my elbows were pretty swollen afterwards, and he had a big egg on the top of his head. Like, 
I was elbowing him hard. So I actually got up to try and kick him in the stomach just to make the ref stop it because my elbows were starting to hurt because I'd hit him so many times. And um, as I went to kick him, he's brought his knees up. So I would have been like foot on knee. So I went, oh, screw it. I just keep hitting him in the head. And they had a huge one and the ref finally stepped in. So gladly he didn't have to get too badly hurt, which was good. All right, after that, there were some rumors that you were supposed to go to China and fight for a Kulun fight. What happened with that situation? Uh, they didn't follow through on the payments. They were hex, actually. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this. But, um, yeah, they uh, made a lot of promises they didn't keep. They owe me money. So um, I think there might be a court case coming up, so I probably shouldn't say too much. But, yeah, Kunlun shifty. So you haven't got paid from them yourself? Uh, kind of. They offered me an incentive to wear their gear out to the cage, which was like um, their ring gear. So I have sponsors of my own and my own team gear that I'd like to represent my team with. But they offered me a set amount of money to do that. And then, weirdly enough, they took the gear off me after I came backstage as well, which is the first... Of it. Like, they took the shorts back, which is mm -hmm. bizarre. But then, um, yeah, they never paid me. Oh, that's a terrible situation, and they took your shorts. It's like, why would they want shorts that you already wore? I don't know. Weird, right? <laughs> well, now moving on, you know, you got this big fight against a tough contender. Actually, a featherweight moving up to lightweight, Bevan O'Malley. He's a known name around the region. You said, well, I, I saw on the, uh, on the Facebook page for Hex that this is a dumb fight for him to take. Why do you believe this? Because he's coming off with of two losses. He's a very good fighter. Don't get me wrong. Very good Muay Thai. Like, in Muay Thai, he's one of the best in the country, hands down. Probably pound for pound. Very good. But he's coming off with of two losses, his first two losses, against good opponents. Um, but I feel like you'd want to get back on the wagon in a good way. I guess he's got a lot to gain by beating me. He kind of gets back in relevance if he gets the win. But this is a very high-risk fight. I mean, like, I've never won by decision. Never been knocked out. How else is he going to win? You mentioned his uh, Muay Thai background. Do you see this as a chance to kind of display your development in striking against an opponent like him? Absolutely, but it's not like I'm going to go Muay Thai for Muay Thai with him. It's not. If I do that, it's, he's probably going to win that fight. You know, it's one of those things where striking is very different in MMA, and you see that across like kickboxing gyms all over the world. MMA guys come in, give guys a lot of trouble because of the different ranges and. Just different kind of movement. So I think it's one of those things where I'm sure he's adjusting well. He's a smart guy. It has to be to get to the level he has in Muay Thai. And I'm sure he'll do well in MMA as well. But it's one of those things where I'm just going to out-MMA him. I'm going to show that I'm more well-rounded. I'm pretty sure you watched his last fight versus Jackson Small. He fought for the title at XFC. What did you think of that performance and some of the mistakes he made? I actually liked the way I was fighting in that first round. He was doing pretty well. Jackson Small's great. He's a really good fighter. Really explosive. And um, he used a lot of level changes to come in. And uh, Bevan was kind of throwing a lot of push kicks and flying knees and stuff to kind of mess with Jackson's level changes. But he, uh, he missed, missed time to kick, was off balance, and got blasted in the face. And I think the last thing you want to do going into a fight with me is coming in with you know brain damage because I'm just going to make that worse. So it's one of those things where... I think it's a mistake to fight another heavy hitter straight after getting knocked out. Let's talk about your training camp. I know you're working out of adrenaline, but I want to talk about your work with Australian Olympic legend Chris Brown, because I've noticed a lot in uh, you know in your wrestling and your power, especially with your strength and conditioning combined together, has been very effective in your last couple of fights. Could you talk about him? 
Yeah, for sure. I've been under Chris since like I was a kid. Honestly, I've been under Chris since two thousand and three. But um, he's been my head coach for probably the last ten years, I'd say. But it's one of those things where um, I was always a bit more of a striker, and it kind of just I'd use that defensive wrestling to complement everything. And obviously, it's starting to change a little bit. I'm trying to really focus on being well-rounded everywhere. Obviously, I still love to strike. I still want to look for a knockout. But under Chris's guidance, I've kind of worked my wrestling into the game a bit more. And now that I've got a you know really solid strength and conditioning base behind me, it's one of those things where I feel like I'm solid enough to start lifting people up and slowing them down. I think I said that last time, that if I get my hands joined on this guy, I'm going to lift them up. And it's what happened in that last fight. So it's one of those things, same thing with Bevan. If he lets me, if he lets me get my hands joined under his legs, I'm going to pick him up. It's just going to happen. If you get a finish over O'Malley, where would that rank on your list of you know accolades? I think it all depends on how. If I knock him out in the feet, I'd be pretty proud of that, and I'm definitely going to be looking to do that. You know, if I can drop him on the feet, if I can knock out a very like phenomenal striker, really good striker, that just proves that I'm where I belong. It's one of those things where I feel like I'm definitely one of the dark horses in the lightweight division in Australia. There's some great guys floating around, but I, I want to be part of that conversation as one of the top guys now. Like a lot of guys are gone now. Callum's gone. Gorgeous is gone. You know, they've all gone to UFC. Hardman's gone over to boxing for a little bit. I'm sure he'll come back, and he's one of the best in the division for sure. But I want to be up there. Callum Potter, you mentioned he signed with the UFC. The lightweight division is wide open. Who do you see as the top guys? Like, who do you see as a guy after this fight you can take on for the title? Have you talked to Hex about this? I haven't, no. No, I've, I have no idea what's coming next. It's one of those things where the title's never been that important to me. It's one of those, I just, I want good fights. I want to progressively you know fight better opponents or more challenging fights i want to put on a show every time but it's one of those things where i'm just trying to think of who's left there's, there's a there's still a bunch of great guys out there lightweight the guys like kieran joblin are great and oceana um what's his name the fellow from birth jack becker really good fighter there's, there's a few really good solid names out there that i'd love to test myself against down the line there's a lot of up-and-coming guys like you, but there's also a lot of veterans. Is there any veterans out there that you would like to step in the cage with, you know, like as like an honorable challenge? Oh, I feel like Kieran Joblin's up there. He's had like something like 30 fights, he's, and he's got to be like one of the guys to beat. So I'd love to go against him. You know, that would be a great challenge, and hopefully we can make that work down the line. All right, March 29th, Hex Fight Series 18, Melbourne, Australia. Thank you, Aiden, for your time, and uh, good luck on your fight. Thank you, man. Anytime.